Thank you for strength. So we lift you, God. We bless your holy name. You're amazing, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you are. You are my
Jesus. Yes, you lift me up. You are my hope. Hope like no other.
Thank you for joining us. For prayer request, visit us at thecityoftruth-international.org. Are you ready to both hear and heal from heaven? This is the place for you. This is a place where we like church, but we really love the truth. Stay tuned. Be connected. Hey, welcome everybody. Thank you for joining me this morning for another time of truth, teaching, impartation, encouragement, all of that stuff. So I thank you for joining me. I welcome you for another to another uh, time of gathering. So I pray you have been well. I pray that you have been stable. I pray that you have been sane <laughs> in these uh, recent days, uh, despite of all that is going on in our uh, in this world, rather, on this planet, uh, I pray that you have been sustained in your sanity, sustained in your faith in times like these. The Lord has given a word for you uh, this morning that will strengthen you and encourage you in times like these. I hope you uh, took special close attention to uh, a community that we are establishing um, the wealthy place, and that's so key. It's a play on words, the wealthy place, W-E-L-L-T-H-Y. Uh, many of you many that follow me on social media have seen that I have been uh, pretty quiet uh, lately um, because the Lord has really been dealing with me and preparing me. And as I've been doing research uh, to establish a community um, that is on the order of social media, uh, where, but yet is going to be more of a community type feel. Uh, it is a place where you will be able uh, to, to get some strength, to get encouragement, uh, to get uh, some accountability, but most of all, to be able to network within the community, a safe place. And that is what the Lord is establishing, a safe place. It is the wealthy place. And if you are interested, I encourage you, uh, because right now I have finally found a platform because through all this, I was trying to, it actually began at the end of October. Well, in October, when I was just, you know, looking and reflecting uh, on some things, I have given a lot of content uh, as it relates to social media, to somebody else's platform. And there's been a lot of content that has been uh, borrowed <laughs> from me and a lot of uh, plat things that have been taken and utilize to God be the glory. Um, that's neither here nor there. I'm not even talking about any plagiarism and things of that nature. Um, but there is something that uh, that the Lord has put in me to uh, gather and to establish community. So if you are interested, if you are just want to know further when I finalize the last details of this platform, again, feel free to go to info at the wealthy place. W-E-L-L-T-H-Y, thewealthyplace.com. The well is really, that's where it's at, where you will draw and where you will be able to gain. We got we have a whole lot of things in store for, for couples, for singles, uh, for those who are uh, looking to further yourself in your career. Uh, those of you who just need a place to draw, the, the well is a place where you will be able uh, to get some life hacks to get some previews, and because you are part of our community, 
we have some things that are planned, some free giveaways, some things that we want to sow into you. And this this is going to be a platform that is going to have a monthly subscription. It ain't going to hit you in the head. We're not going to be like uh, uh, many out there. But, you know, it's going to be a monthly subscription because we're going to have some content. And I feel a release to give more than what I have been given uh, because I know that it's going to be entrusted into a community of individuals um, that are going to put it forth into action. And I promise you, your household, your life, your finances, everything about your purpose is going to be the better um, when you join this community, the wealthy place community, the wealthy place. If you just, just all you have to do is just go into info at the wealthy place.com, info at the wealthy place.com, uh, email and just say, I'm interested. So that when the finalization of this platform is done, I'll shoot you over, my wife and I, and we'll shoot you over, or someone else that is on the team will shoot you over an email and tell you this is what you need to do. These are the next steps. The wealthy place. And that's why I look forward to to giving more and to give deeper into you pertaining to your life, pertaining to your spiritual walk, pertaining to all facets of your life and walk. So I look forward to that. So those of you, uh, if you would share the word, pass the word, spread the word and about the wealthy place. And uh, I will be showing this continuously uh, about the wealthy place, um, uh, the wealthy place dot com. Um, that's the, the website that hasn't been developed yet, but it's not even really about the website. It's about having uh, you joining um, the, the place, the platform and the community that we are establishing. And I promise you, you will not regret it. So we're going to go ahead and get into the word today. I'm trying to finalize whether or not I like this uh, background or not, because I see my arms sometimes get cut out. So let me see something. Let me see if I could change something right quick. Let me see. Yeah, let me see. I think I might like that a little bit better. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Now I still get cut out a little bit, babe. So anyway, if you would be so kind, again, welcome you, welcome you, welcome you, welcome you, welcome you, welcome you. So we're going to go ahead and get into the word, get to the word today. If you would be so kind, we're going to turn to two passages of scripture. Uh, one passage of scripture is going to be found in John chapter 14, verse number one. 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 And I actually are going to, I'm going to be able to have, I'm going to have this one on the screen. John chapter 14, verse number one. And we're going to render reading uh, first from the New Living Translation. And then we're going to render reading uh, from the Amplified with the same verse to give further clarity. John chapter 1, verse number 1. John chapter 14, verse number 1, excuse me. New Living Translation says, Do, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. This is Jesus that is speaking. John 14, chapter 1. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In me. Hear ye the word of the Lord. I'm going to read it one more time in the New Living Translation, then I'm going to go into the Amplified. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. Again, these are the words of Jesus. 
Amplified puts it in a more elongated, more elaborated fashion. The Amplified says, do not let your heart be troubled, afraid or cowardly. Believe confidently in God and trust in him. Have faith, hold on to it, rely on it, keep going and believe also in me. I want to talk about that. This is just one of the scriptures, but I'm really going to hang my hat in another scripture. I want to talk about for just a few moments, if you would be so kind. I want to talk about it uh, and, and, and talk and come from this subject topic today. I want to talk about draw deep. I want to talk about draw deep. I want to talk about draw deep. Draw deep. Well, what, what are you talking about here, Apostle? Draw deep. Draw deep. Because there are times, we're in times uh, uh, that many would consider to be times of uncertainty. And this is going to be real short. I know, I'm flipping flopping. (laughs) This is going to be short, but it's going to be to the point. Draw deep. Now, where I really want to hang my hat in this text today or in this this subject today, I want you, if you will be so kind, to go to, um, I want you to go to, Psalm 42. I want you to go to Psalm 42. Psalm 42. Psalm 42. Psalm 42. And we're going to render reading. We're going to start reading from verse number one. Because when you look at Psalm 42, let me make sure I put this up so that you can see what this, what the scripture is. Psalm 42. Psalm 42, we're going to render reading from the New King James Version. We're going to start reading because I want you to see uh, the, 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 the battle, but yet the transparency that, uh, that David is having within himself. I want you to see David go back and forth with himself, for himself, by himself, pertaining to what's going on within himself. It says, as the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants uh, for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me, for I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Look at verse number five. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. The reason why the subject of draw deep. As we started off in John chapter 14, the reason why this is so significant to understand, because if you read John chapter 14, verse number one, I've shared this before, that this is the discourse that Jesus begins to have with his disciples after Judas had been dismissed. Um, We told Judas that you do do quickly. And then he begins to have a discourse with his disciples uh, for the next three chapters, for the next through chapter 14, chapter 15, uh, and culminating at 1633, uh, where he says that I be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. 
And so he has this discourse, but the first thing he says in John chapter 14, verse number one, and this is a responsibility, not of God alone, but this is a responsibility that we have to maintain. Look at 14, verse number one again. It says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Uh, if you, if I were to read it in the in the familiar passage as it relates to King James or the New King James, it says, "Let not your heart be troubled." To let means that you are allowing it, you are permitting it to be troubled, even though we are going through some troubling and disturbing times. It does not mean that we are to allow our heart, hear this, to go uh, with the pace and the dictate about what is going on around us. Yes, gas is high. God knows I drive and we have our business and I drive every day, 200 miles a day for a living with the V8 Hemi engine. <laughs> Let me just be transparent and truthful with the V8, V8 Hemi engine driving more than 200, 200 miles a day. And I live in the state of Arizona where the gas is $4, at least $4.50, at least where we stay at is close to $5 because we are in the uh, outskirts of, of the metro area of Phoenix, Arizona. So I understand the things that are going, food prices are crazy. It's making people revert back to, we had a conversation with a lady yesterday in the grocery store and make sure it's making me go back with thoughts of hot dogs and pork and beans or hot dogs and baked beans and hot dogs and macaroni and cheese. When you will cut up the hot dogs after you cook it and put it in the macaroni, you see, y'all too rich for me, but you will put it in the pork and beans. You will put it in the macaroni and cheese, those type of meals, spaghetti and hot dogs. Hot dog has always been a meat uh, that has been present in in the times of struggle. Hot dog, I just believe hot dogs are struggling meat. It's a meat that we can go to in the times of struggle. It's always been around, but food prices are high. And if you, if, if you were to allow it, if we were to allow it, we would allow all that's going on around us to shape and to shake what we feel and what we know. We, it, it was shape, S-H-A-P-E, and it was shake, S-H-A-K-E, what we know, who we know, and who has always been there and who has always been there to get us out. It will shape it and shake it. If we're not careful in a negative sense, it will shape and shake us to begin to question and wonder, Lord, what are we going to do? I've always been under the firm believer uh, based upon uh, what was done in the Old Testament, what was done. Oftentimes, they would go through, the children of Israel would go through a time uh, where they would, uh, like one time when they desired water, and, and they went to the water, and they, and they went to the rock, and they were complaining, talking about, we thirsty, we thirsty, we thirsty. And then God told Moses uh, to hit the rock, and then the water came out of the rock, and the people began to drink. Uh, but, be, but because they initially complained and murmured, 
Uh, here it is. They revisited that, uh, uh, that familiar place in Numbers chapter 20. This time God told Moses to speak to the rock. Moses didn't obey. He hit the rock out of frustration, out of being flustered, and the people still drink, but Moses got disqualified from bringing them into the promised land. But they had to revisit a place of thirst again because the first time they were there, they didn't pass the test like they should have passed it. And you would think that coming to a, the same place again, uh, that they would react and respond differently than they did the first time they were in a place of thirst. For some of you, for many of us, this is not the first time we've been going through this. We went through this in 2008. For many of you, you went through this earlier on um, in, in the 80s and uh, in the 70s. You've been through this before, and I'm coming to prophesy to you and to encourage you and to confirm that the same God, yes, that brought you through back in the 60s, back in the 70s, back in the 80s, back in the 90s, back in the early 2000s, back in 2008, will again see us through again. But what are we going to do? Here it is. Uh-oh. What are we going to do? And I say this as a warning, and I say this as a woe to the body of Christ. What are we going to do? Are we going to formulate, hear this, are we going to, uh, our, our, our churches, our men and women of God going to use this as a time to fleece the flock of God? Because during the time of 2008, I remember very clearly, there was such a circulation and population of, of, of spreading uh, a theology of prosperity. And this, that, in, a, in other words, the gospel, the good news of the kingdom, the good news of Jesus Christ had gotten lost because now the emphasis was all about money and all about sowing and all about teaching about this, what you're going to get, this, 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 this. It was too much to the point that we forgot to teach the, teach the people that with all inflation, God will always have an elevation for the people of God in the midst of inflation. You mean to tell me that we 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 think that when something stuff starts going high, God's going to keep the people low? The devil is a lie. As high as it goes, God is going to make sure that the people of God will always arise above it. Here it is. You can't quote Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight and talk about I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Uh, you can't quote that. And then when you get in times like these, you begin to doubt. You begin to question. You begin to turn your back on God. You begin to no longer sow, no longer give, no longer tithe because, oh, I, I, I'm the head and not the tail when everything is going well. I'm above and not beneath when I got money and when, when food is cheap and when gas is cheap and when I know how to, when, when things are going well and going according to what I feel in this, that, and the other. But when things begin to become shaky, then you're allowing the shakiness yes, uh, to shape your theology. And that's what has happened with many. Uh, you allow the shakiness, the shakiness, the shaking in the government, the, the shaking uh, uh, in, 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 in the shaking in the kingdom, the shaking to shape your theology. Sometimes you got to do some shaking to get rid of the nuts that are on the tree. Sometimes you got to do some shaking in order to see what is stable and what is not. Sometimes you got to do some shaking to see how firm fixated uh, uh, something is or how something is just simply fascinated and not fixated. Oh my, because you got a lot of fascinated individuals. But when the times of trouble come in the times when you are being shaken, are you it's going to reveal whether you have simply been fascinated or if you have truly been fixated. 
I don't have time to be fascinated by just what looks good or what appears to be something. I don't have time to be fascinated. I need to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that my labor and your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Are you fixed or are you fascinated? Are you fixated or are you fascinated? Are you planted? Are you rooted and grounded in your faith and in the truth? David had a complex here in, in Psalm 42. This is one of my favorite Psalms. I don't know if many people read this, take the time to look at the inward battle that David was having. He was talking with God. This was in the time of distress. And David was, was talking to himself. He didn't have a prophet. He didn't have a pastor. He, he, he didn't have an apostle. He didn't have a bishop. He didn't have anybody that was there. He was talking this thing out with himself, by himself, within himself about what he was feeling, what he was going through. In other words, he was voicing uh, what he was going through. He was crying out, yea, God, uh, unto the Lord. Uh, he was crying out. He says, as the deer panted for the water brook, so my soul thirsted after thee. Have you ever been in a place, not when your body uh, but when your soul is just so thirsty for God. God, I need some answers. God, I need some clarity. God, I need some, I need some direction. God, I need some strength. God, I need some structure. God, I need some discipline. God, I need some deliverance. Hey, when is the last time you cried out to God for something that will cause you to be stable and fixated in times like these? Not in things that depreciate, not in things that lose its value, but in things that are going to transcend the times and seasons that you're currently in. He says, as the deer pants for the water book, so my soul pants for you, oh God, my soul thirsts for the living God. I thank God, I think I'm thankful because he was more thirsty, hear this, for God and for the heart of God than he was pursuing and chasing the hand of God. He he wanted the heart of God and, and not the hand of God. Sometimes uh, we want the hand of God not just to give us things, but the hand of God to pull us out of things instead of having God in the midst of what we're going through so that we can know that even in the midst of the fiery furnace, that even though he doesn't pull me out of the fire, I thank God that he's with me. I, I thank God that he's for me. It may be hot, but I'm thankful uh, that he preserves my soul. Uh, he covers me. Uh, he, he, he sustains me. Uh, so quit always looking for the hand of God in your situations uh, and look for the heart of God. Uh, look for the compassion of God. Uh, look for the presence of God. Uh, sometimes it's not, he's not going to give you what you're praying for. Sometimes he's not going to give it to you. Sometimes he's not going to take you out of it. Uh, oh, but lo, if you be with me in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear. No evil, for thou art with me. Can you celebrate the fact that, Lord, in the midst of no matter what's going on, that you're with me? I don't care if it's inflation. I decree and declare that with inflation, you shall give me elevation. Somebody needs to decree and declare that. Somebody needs to write that down in your notebook. Somebody needs to put it on a sticky note and put it in your mirror, in your bathroom, put it in your kitchen, put it in your car, that in the midst of inflation, uh, there is an elevation for me because uh, I will rise above it all uh, because I 
I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Why? Because I hearken, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse number one. I hearken unto the voice of the Lord my God, and I hearken unto his word. I hearken. So therefore, all these things, yes, God, they overtake me because I hearken unto the voice of the Lord of the Lord my God. And I hearken unto his I hearken unto his word. Therefore, I'm overtaken. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I go in and I'm blessed when I come home. Ah, hallelujah. You got to know who you got to listen. You've got to draw deep. You've got to dig deep. You cannot just be responsive and reactive according to the surface of the things that you see before your eyes. There ought to be something that if there's anything that's in you at all, if there's anything within your well, Jesus says, I will be in you, a well of living water, and I will spring up into you life everlasting. There ought to be something that even though you see what you see on the surface, something that you can go deep down inside of you and draw. I know it is what it is according to my eyes, but my face said it shall be well with my soul. It shall be well because there is an elevation in the midst of the inflation. It doesn't matter how high things get. My family will not starve. My cupboards will not go empty. My refrigerator will not be empty. I am a tither. I am a sower. I am a giver. I am a liver. I am obedient and I'll hearken unto the voice of the Lord my God. Sometimes you got to draw, no, a lot of times you got to draw deep. Remove all the stuff that's on the top. Remove all the stuff that's on the surface. Remove the feelings. Remove the emotions and draw deep into the well that's inside of you. Jesus said, I will be a well inside of you, a well of living water. When is the last time you drew deep? Are you too busy drinking from the surface of the situation? He says, draw deep and there you will find that there is a word that's been there for times like these. There you will find that you will find comfort and strength in times like these. You've got to draw deep. You've got to draw deep. <laughs> You've got to draw deep. David went through this complex and conundrum. <laughs> and then he finally got to the thing, the place he went through this throughout the whole, uh, uh, the whole 42, uh, the 42nd Psalm. You need to read it in your spare time. And then he finally got to the place when he listed all the things. Look at what he said. He says, when shall I come and appear before God? <laughs> my tears have been my food day and night. <laughs> While they continually say to me, where is your God? <laughs> so you got to understand that there are people that are watching you. <laughs> they know that you have confessed <laughs> that God is your God. God, that Yahweh is God. You've confessed that the Lord is Jehovah, uh, Jehovah uh, Jireh, my provider. You have professed out of your mouth that the Lord is Jehovah Rohi. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack. You have professed that the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that they that trust in the Lord shall not, uh, shall not lack any good thing. You have made all this profession of your faith. Now in times like these, people are asking where is your God? If you're complaining the way you're complaining, if you're murmuring the way you're murmuring, if you're fussing the way you're fussing, where is the God that you've been trying to convince me to serve? Where is your God that you've been trying to get me to come to your church and shout about and sing about and hear about? I need you to draw me to him before you draw me to his house. If you can draw me in the marketplace, draw me in the super in, in a super 
supermarket, uh, when you can still give God thanks that no matter how much milk is costing, uh, no matter how much meat is costing, uh, Lord, I thank you that even though uh, it's, it, it's a lot, I thank you that you are causing me to have elevation in the midst of, in, in the midst of inflation. He says, they said to me, where is your God? Which is to suggest that there are people, there were people that were watching him as he was going through. And so therefore, if they were watching him as he was going through, he has to go through understanding that is more is bigger than him. Uh, let me say that again. He has to go through understanding that is bigger than him. Because there are other souls that are watching how I go through in times like these as I'm serving the God that I boast about on a regular basis. He says, my tears have been my food day and night while they continually say to me, where is your God? When I, when I, when I look at this, look at this, look at verse number four, and I'm about to get out your way. When I look at this, you need to underline this. You need to make note of this. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul with my, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went to them with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Look at verse number five. Why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hoping God for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. In other words, what, what, in other words, let me just put it down to you just like this. Sometimes, many times. Many times, if I could, if I could text, if I could tag this text a different way, many times you just simply need to get your own self together. You need to get yourself together. And that's what David shows here in this, in this, in this 42nd Psalm, that he was very honest with God. He was honest about what he was feeling. It doesn't take away that you're not feeling what you're feeling, that you're not experiencing what you're not, what you're, you're not experiencing what you're experiencing. But at the end of the day, your faith and God's word and your faith in God's word ought to get yourself together. He said, hold up. Why are you disquieted within me? In other words, why are you tripping soul? Why are you cast down? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his kindness. Here, let me tell you something. I'm about to get out of here. One, sometimes the prophecy and sometimes the prophetic word and sometimes that apostolic uh, strength that you need to hear is about you standing in front of the mirror, looking, looking yourself dead in your own eyes and prophesying the truth of God's word in your life. You don't need another man, another woman to lay hand or to, to look at you in your face all the time and tell you what you need to hear. Sometimes you need to look in the mirror in your own house and you need to confess and profess and prophesy God's word to your own self. And that's basically what I see here in the text that David did. I'm not saying David had a mirror and he stood in his bathroom and looked himself in the eyes in the mirror of his bathroom and said, why are you disquieted within me? Why did you cast down on my soul? But I suggest that that is he, he encouraged himself. He rebuked himself. He strengthened himself. He didn't have, he was before the Lord and said, look, hold on. Why are you tripping, David? And that's what we need to do. You need to find yourself a mirror. Thank God for prayer partners. Thank God for pastors. 
Thank God for spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers. Thank God for prophets. Thank God that for those who flow in the Holy Spirit of that, that can even just simply encourage you and call you or text you or email you. Or thank God for social media for those who encourage through those means. But, but at the end of the day, if you don't have no internet, at the end of the day, if you don't have anybody around you, you ought to allow the Holy Spirit within you to rise up within you. You've got to dig deep into the well that is inside of you and look yourself, square your shoulders, as the old church say. Look yourself in the face, in the mirror, and say, stop crying. God's going to come through because he did it before. He shall in no wise do it again. And you've got, you could almost say, you've got to preach yourself happy. <laughs> you've got to stand in the mirror and preach yourself delivered, preach yourself strong, preach yourself healthy, preach yourself to yourself and watch him in your situation. You got to draw deep. <laughs> you, 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 you got to draw deep. This ain't something that can take place on the surface because the surface, because everything within you wants to respond emotionally. Everything around you wants to respond logically. That's your head. That's your brain. Emotionally, that's your heart. But when you get down to the depths of your soul, that's why oftentimes the psalm says, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. That's why David said, uh, uh, my soul doth magnify the Lord. You've got to go deeper than go deeper beyond what you see. What you see, what you know, and what you feel. Let me do that again. You got to go deeper beyond what you see, what you know, and what you feel. What you see, what you know, and what you feel. What you see, you got to go deeper beyond what you see, what you know, and what you feel. Knowing by way of knowing by way of head knowledge, but you got to draw deep from the well within you, from who you know and whose you are. My God, draw deep. Because many times, and many, many, many hearing this word, you've been drawing your responses. You've been drawing your reactions from a place of, from a surface place, from a shallow place. You've been drawing it from a place that is surface and shallow. And not from a place, because if you really would just be quiet, and if we were just really, the song was true. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done, my soul cries out hallelujah. See, that's the problem. Sometimes we're too busy hearing the news, watching the news, that we don't take time to feast upon his goodness. You've got feast on the goodness of God and quit watching the television, hearing the news and feast on the good. Sit down and feast on the goodness of the Lord. Because when you do that in times like these, when you draw from a deep place and not remain in a surface place, you will find yourself strengthened in faith, telling yourself, why am I cast down on my, why are you cast down on my soul? 
Why are you disquieted within me? Hope thou, hope in God. Why? For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Whew. David, David went back and forth. Oh my, oh, oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will, look at this, the key in this, this that's why I said you got to feast off his goodness. David says two times in this text, he says, verse number six, therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill of Mazar, deep calls into deep at the noise of your waterfalls. David says that the key in not tripping is remembering. Let me say that again. The key in not tripping is remembering. You've got to call to mind what he is, what he's done, who he is, and who you are. And it will sustain you in times like these. Because I say it again, I decree and declare unto you that there is, there is elevation in the midst of inflation. Elevation in the midst of this inflation. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord God, that we in times like these will not draw from our emotional, from our emotions and from an emotional place. That we will not draw, dear Heavenly Father, from a logical place. That we will not draw, dear Heavenly Father, from, from what we hear secondhand, thirdhand. But let us draw from the well, from the word of God that is within us, residential. You didn't just give us a word to shout. All that you have spoken to us throughout our lifetime since we have been hearing the word of God, since we have received the word of God, it wasn't for us to shout in the moment. It was for us to draw from in times like these that we would be sustained, strengthened, and encouraged to know that the same God that has done it before the same God, the, the same God that's done it before will do it again. And that the reason why we're able to make it from day to day, week to week, month to month, hour to hour, second to second, minute by minute, isn't because of what we make or what we do. But it really, we can't claim you to be Jehovah Rohi, the Lord our shepherd. Mm. We can't claim you to be Jehovah Jireh, our provider. But yet still think that it's because of our jobs or our trust funds, or our 401k, or our retirement, or our pension, that we do what we do. No. Either you're going to be our sole provider, or we're going to make all these other resources our God. And I think that in times like these, that even when our resources may not be as much uh, as it has been, I thank you, dear Heavenly Father, that you continue to be the source that is never depleted the source that no matter where and who you disperse yourself out to, that never goes depleted and that never, you're a well that never runs dry. And for this, we give you praise and we give you glory. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. And amen. Y'all want to offer you salvation today. Those of you who may not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, those of you who may not know him as the living word, the well that never runs dry. I want to invite you uh, to, to, to accept him and receive him today. Watch this next video. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior? Jesus said, 
In Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, listen. I stand at the door and knock. If any hear my voice and open the door, I will come into their house and eat with them, and they will eat with me. You may ask, how do I accept this invitation to salvation? We are so glad that you've asked this life-changing question. The Bible gives us the ABCs of salvation. A. To all who receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John chapter 1 verse 12. First, admit you are a sinner. Romans chapter 3 verse 10 and verse 23 says, There is no one righteous, not even one for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Next, ask God's forgiveness. Romans chapter 10 verse 13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. B. Believe in Jesus, put your trust in him, as your only hope of salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John chapter 3 verse 16. C. Confess that Jesus is your Lord. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. Pray this prayer with us today. Dear God, I know that I am a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you sent your son Jesus to die for my sins and raised him from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and as my Savior. Thank you for accepting me just as I am, and accepting me right where I am. Thank you for your unfailing love and for the ultimate price your son Jesus paid, through the giving of his life, and the shedding of his blood. Today I accept your salvation and your redemption in my life. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Did you pray the prayer of salvation with us today? If so, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family, y'all. Thank you so much. We welcome you. We welcome you into the body of Christ. Um, we want you to reach out to us, as we always say. We want you to reach out to us and let us know you made that decision. Go to info at the city of truth-international.org so that we can welcome you, so that we can embrace you, so that we can celebrate with you send us an email and let us know and so that we can help facilitate your next steps as it relates to your relationship with Jesus Christ. And if, those again with prayer requests, feel free to go to the city of truth-international.prayersup.org.prayersup. Send us your prayer requests. Y'all, one thing I've understand about wells is this. Wells that provide water, you have to dig deep in order to have access to it. In other words, when I say dig deep, you have to remove all of the dirt, all of the gunk, all of the, everything that has covered it in order to have access to it. So whatever is trying to play in your hearing, whatever is trying to uh, disturb your peace, I promise you that there is peace that is being covered up by all of the other things that need to be removed. Dig deep. Go deep. Access 
what God has already put in you. You don't even know what's there. It's there. He's giving you what you need for times like this, whether it be a word to sustain you, whether it's a strategy to be able to weather through this, he's giving you a plan. So I want you to stand in front of your mirror and I need you to prophesy and talk to yourself. <laughs> I always make reference to the old song. I talk to myself when I ain't got nobody to talk to. That's the reason why I do what I do. That was the 80s. Y'all know nothing about that. Go talk to yourself. Encourage yourself. Look yourself in your eye and tell yourself what God has told you. Speak to yourself. Get yourself together. Because I know that you, in times like these, you will not go under, but you shall go over. You shall not go under, but you shall go over. In the words of Truth Apparel <laughs> online, you are not overwhelmed. You are not overwhelmed. You are overcomer. Believe that. Y'all, we love you to life. We love you to truth. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Our prayer is that this ministry enhances, enriches, and establishes you in present truth. Consider becoming a global partner. Or consider becoming a local partner with the City of Truth International G.S. Jackson Ministries Today